0: To a very special edition of Podcast by Committee, the show where we talk to our beat writers of the athletic NFL, ask them a bunch of questions, and uh, make you a better fantasy player. Um, today's show uh, is almost like it's an emergency version of Podcast by Committee. Uh, Zach Kiefer was kind enough to, to give us some of his time. I know he's got a ghost, so it's going to be a shorter version than everyone's used to, um, but he covers the Colts, and he's got a lot going on, and he, uh, he's here right now. <laughs> Zach, thanks for joining us, man.
1: Absolutely happy to help out.
0: Uh, you can follow Zach on Twitter at Z K-E-E-F-E-R. Um for the Canadians out there, that's Z K-E-E-F-E-R. Um so Zach, uh Jacoby Brissett, one of the more intriguing characters to me um in the entire NFL. Our 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 scout Emery Hunt loves him. Um he says he's gotten more precise in the last two years. So I think everyone who's freaking out about maybe they drafted Andrew Luck. Can can we do, let's just start with Jacoby Brissett? and and kind of what you see that's you know different, better. I think the worst stuff is obvious, but what's different and better with Jacoby Brissett behind center, under center?
1: Yeah, I can tell you everything that I know that I see that I've heard and I've learned, and this impacts fantasy in a huge way. Look, this guy a couple of years ago walked into a team that was in an abysmal state. Let's be honest, it was a mess, and there was no offensive line. There was no run game. There was one receiver to throw to, um, it was a disaster in 2017. He was here for one week before he made his first start. This dude was literally punching into GPS, the Colts facility every day before he came to practice. That's how much of a whirlwind it was. Everything's different this time around. Um, and the arm has never been the problem with Jacoby said. He's got a cannon. We all know that. The biggest difference this time, I believe will be the accuracy. I think it's going to be greatly improved. There's a lot of reasons why I say that. One, Second year in the system, he's not punching GPS in to get the facility. He's an Indianapolis Colt. He feels like an Indianapolis Colt. He's a part of this team. He was very respected last year in ways beyond most backup quarterbacks are, and that matters. They're going to buy into him. Um, His accuracy is going to be better. He worked a lot with Tom House in the offseason. Everyone knows who Tom House is in this league. He's a quarterback guru. He's worked with Brady and Breeze, and he really helped Andrew Luck get through his shoulder injury last offseason. Andrew Luck is not the only one who's been working with Tom House this offseason. Jacoby as well. Um, And that's to improve that short-range accuracy. Sometimes you'll see Jacoby miss a five, six, eight yard pass, and it feels like he shouldn't miss those. That's what he's been working with Tom House, starting the throwing motion from the floor, literally from the bottom of his feet and getting all the way up to his shoulder. Um, And the second reason I say that is, is look, the offense is going to be tailored to his strengths. He's got a great head coach in Frank Reich that is a quarterback whisperer in in some regards. I mean, Nick Foles, Andrew Luck, now Jacoby Brissett. We're going to see what he can do. This offense is loaded in a lot of different ways. The offensive line is one of the best in the league. They can lean on the run game when they need to. And Marlon Mack, a guy who's been healthy every single day since we've seen them gather in Westfield about a month ago. Um, And that's huge. This wasn't a situation a couple of years ago. Um, There was no run game to lean on. He's got T.Y. Hilton, who's looked fantastic in camp. He's got Jack Doyle back after an injury. He's got Eric Ebron, who's essentially a receiver. He's that much of a mismatch at the tight end position. Um, And they've got Devin Funchess as well. Don't forget about that, a big-bodied receiver they didn't have a couple years ago. So everything going right now surrounding Jacoby Bissette sets him up to have a lot more success than he had two years ago when he was a starter.
0: Uh, you you mentioned he has a cannon for an arm. I know a lot of people are talking about T. Y. Hilton, you know, dropping off without Andrew Luck there. Um, Paris Campbell was kind of a darling of fantasy drafters early on, uh, you know, b- between draft and I guess OTAs. Uh, yeah. He's kind of fallen off a little. And Naheem Hines is a you know a seen as a pass catching back. Um, is there a stock up stock down for some of these guys who might play better or worse with uh with Brissett? Is there is there a favorite target that he had from like last year or anything for practices?
1: That's a good question. I'm am high on Marlon Mack, and he's no, he's not a target necessarily. He's not going to catch a lot of balls. But I, you know, switching gears to that position, I feel like this is going to help Marlon Mack. And this is a guy who's battled injuries his first two years, has been healthy every day, has not missed a practice, hasn't taken any shots in the preseason because he didn't play in the preseason. So, you know, immediately, that's my first reaction: is 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 Marlon Mack might be a sleeper out there in the running back position. I'm not worried about T.Y. Hilton. He's just a fantastic football player. He's healthy. I mean, he played on one leg last year in the last five, six weeks of the season and and balled out, had a lot of 100-yard games, tore up the Texans in the playoffs. Um, I realize he's not catching balls from Andrew Luck, and that was a special connection. That was a very unique wide receiver quarterback connection. But Jacoby Brissett's been lofting into him deep in practice, and we've seen that, and they've connected. Um, And Jacoby can throw it deep. Easily. So that's going to be part of this offense. He's got the line to protect him to get the time he needs to throw those deep balls. Um, another guy, don't forget about Jack Doyle. I mean, he's not going to stack big catches on top of each other, but he's going to move the change. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple 80, 90 yard games in there with a lot of touchdowns from Jack Doyle, because he's a very, very sure-handed, reliable red zone target.
0: If, I mean, if you're looking at uh, Ebron versus Doyle, and I don't know if it would have changed, even if it was luck here, um how's that going to shake out you know ebron was it was a revelation last year after a bunch of years of people kind of touting him and, and not much right. coming out of it um is there is there one who's going to step up or is there room for both of them to kind of you know go eight i'm not 800 maybe 600 yards and
1: five yeah, six touchdowns there's such different skill sets right and there's yeah. only one football but um you know i'm a i'm a fan of jack doyle's game because it's a, it's just a rock of consistency he doesn't drop any balls his catch rate is like 90%. you know. Um, the, difference, the difference is Ebron. He's just a game changer. And like you said, he was a revelation last year. That was – I don't want to take anything away from Andrew Luck because he was fantastic in getting the ball to Ebron, but I'm going to give more credit to Frank Reich. He schemed the heck out of Eric Ebron last year, and defenses did not know how to counter that. Eric Ebron did not have a ton of catches. I don't think he had a ton of yards. He had a ton of touchdowns because he was lethal in the red zone. And if you go back to preseason week number two, when they actually did play their starters, I don't know, maybe two drives, Jacoby had a dime of a throw to the end zone in the corner. Eric Ebron caught it barely fingertips. But that's sort of a premonition of what we're going to see this year. I mean, they're, they're going to go at 85. They're just going to go at him. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not Eric Ebron and Andrew Luck anymore. But Jacoby Brissett knows what Eric Ebron can do. And the big factor here is, is Frank Reich is a tight end guy. He's a tight end coach. And he's gonna scheme up 85. They're gonna scheme up T. Y. Hilton and they're gonna scheme up 85 because in the red zone, he is a lethal tight end weapon. Is um
0: is that gonna take away from Marlon? I mean, can you like Marlon Mack and him both at the same time? And is actually let me add in is Brissett who can run and who did in college another red zone threat now too? Um is this kind of we're looking at a bunch of red zone threats on this
1: team, maybe? Yeah. And, and you make a good point about Marlon Mack and I'm buying that I'm buying that that might take a little bit of his productive uh, threat away in the red zone. I think Marlon Mack still has a lot of touchdowns and a lot of yards, but I think he might have a little bit less touchdowns than you think, because when they get in the red zone, they're going to go, at, they're going to go at Doyle. They're going to go at Ebron. TY is not a guy that has a lot of touchdowns. He usually has them and they're plus 20 plays. They're plus 30 plays. They're not eight yard touchdowns. That's just the deep threat that he is. Ebron is a guy that kills you in the red zone if you're the opposing defense. So I think that might take a little bit away from Marlon Mack because you did not see them lean on the run game in the red zone as much last year as they did Eric Ebron. Is Devin Funches just kind of, and it's in a weird way, like kind of like the lost guy in this mix. I mean,
0: it's, it's, it's kind of like almost if he wasn't on this team, they still would have been good. It's, it seems like he hasn't carved out a role yet. Is that, I mean, is that the right way to put it? It's yeah. is it redundant. No, is
1: it? You put it right. I mean, we don't talk about him a lot, you yeah. know, and we were there every day in camp and we watched and he had some days with some nice catches and he never really stood out. He never really, you know, dropped a bunch of balls and looked really bad. It was just kind of like he was there and he was maybe the, um just the lost guy. It's just not, he's just not stood out in my mind. And, and, and look, this is important to note though. Frank Reich was a big, big reason why they went out and got Devin Funches. Um, they want a big body target in the red zone. Frank Reich sees a lot of skills in Devin Funches that he likes. He likes the rat running. He likes the hands and they love having this big body in the red zone. I mean, they, they just don't have that at the receiver position last year. They were scraping to get Dontrell Inman mid season. And he was, a, he was great. I mean, that guy stepped in and, and made some big catches for them down the stretch. But they they promised themselves they would never be in that situation again. And now you've got Devin Funches here. And look, he's dealing with a back right now. They think he's going to be back for week one. But we haven't talked about him because there hasn't been a lot to talk about regarding Devin Funches so far. So he's one of those guys I'm going to reserve judgment until the season. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's going to have a breakout campaign in Indianapolis. I just haven't seen the signs yet. Does um,
0: does Brissette's... I guess, presence, starting presence, do anything at all to Naheem Hines? Or does value
1: remain the same? Well, the key with Naheem Hines is Frank Reich loves him. He loves moving around. He loves using him in sort of a gadget role. Um, I I don't see his value decreasing. The one guy that impacts Naheem Hines' role is Paris Campbell, who just got back this week from a handstring that cost him a month. And he's going to be behind the eight ball. But Paris Campbell, the rookie wide receiver at Ohio State, is a fantastic talent, and we saw right away him working over NFL cornerbacks in the end zone. I mean, he had a fantastic day. The day he got hurt, unfortunately, um, I could see them used in the same way to some degree. I know one's a receiver and one's a running back. But to Frank Reich, it's just getting these guys with speed, the ball, and space, and they they'll they'll butt heads in terms of getting the football a little bit. Um, so that could factor into that. There's just a lot of different talents on this on this offense and there's only one football
0: yeah uh as you go down this list you're like oh man i you, oh you also have him you also have him um you like mo even down to like mo alley cox you know like oh he's yeah put him on a different team by himself and he could be a 700 yard pass catching tight end but but here he's got to share the wealth a little bit
1: yeah and and and, and this is a guy that had a tremendous offseason so eric ebron was out in the spring jack doyle was out in the spring both coming off injuries from last year And Moelle Cox was tremendous, caught everything, looked great, was the number one tight end with those two guys out. And then in camp came, and we just didn't see very much from him. We saw some drop passes. We didn't see him flash in the the run game, uh, excuse me, in the passing game. And then in the run game, we know he's a great blocker, but he just didn't have that spark that you kind of saw in the spring. So um, we know what he can do blocking, but behind Ebron and Doyle, I'm not sure how many looks Moelle Cox gets.
0: So uh, just, I mean, I, I know you got to run and you've got other more important things to do in the fantasy podcast, but just to kind of wrap some things up, um, Jacoby Brissett on a week-to-week basis, is he someone that we could see like, I mean, is he more like a 260 yard per game-ish? And I'm not saying that's he'll average that because that's crazy, but, you know, 260, yeah. two touchdowns, when you look at that bottom line, you're like, okay, 260 yeah. yards, two touchdowns, 35 rushing yards and a touchdown in week seven or whatever it is not yeah. like it's not a line that would be out of uh, context
1: for him I guess right no it sounds about right you, you got to take into context he's got a quarterback that's gonna excuse me he's got a coach and a coordinator who are going to put him in a position to succeed and so they're going to try and win games right they're not going to stuff the stat sheet Jacoby doesn't throw a lot of interceptions he doesn't throw a ton of interceptions either excuse me a touchdowns either however um He's not going to throw for 400 yards like Andrew Luck did a couple of last, you know, a couple times last year. And then so I think they're going to lean even more on Marlon Mack in this run game. Um, but the offensive line is going to give Jacoby Brissett a chance to succeed. And I think he'll throw some touchdowns. I think he'll throw a lot to Eric Ebron. I'm still buying Ebron this year. He's just too much of a talent. I think he'll throw some to Jack Doyle. Uh, but 260, two touchdowns, that's a good day for Jacoby Brissett.
0: Okay. Is, is Marlon Mack now someone who, uh, i mean is he like a 22 carry 132 yard game kind of guy or i mean am i giving too many snaps basically to this offense then or is do you see marlon mack i mean it seems like you like him as a bell cow and i think a lot of fantasy you know, players are coming around that Who's their
1: backup running back right now i mean it's naheem hines but he's not he's not going to be used in that regard he's just not it's, it's marlon mack it's marlon mack right now and as close to a bell cow as this offense is probably ever going to have because Frank Reich likes to have the two back system, but it's just—I mean—Jonathan Williams is your third running back. Jordan Wilkins is hurt, so Jonathan Williams, you know, to his credit, has been great in the preseason. But this is going to be Marlon Mack's offense from the running back position. He, they're going to give him a lot of carries, and they're going to see what he can do. And I think, I think he could surprise the people this year because he's a really good, young, smooth, fast running back.
0: And uh, T.Y. Hilton, same. I mean, is it, do we knock five percent off because it's set or is it just like? Hilton's going to make Brissett
1: better. Is that how we have to look? No, at I think you knocked more than 5% off. It's hard to All put right. into words this connection that these guys had, Luck and, Luck and Hilton. I mean, they – you know, Hilton would joke, like, just give us one day and we'll be back on the same page during the shoulder saga of 2017. And we were like, no, nah, it'll take more than that. No, nah, we were wrong. He was right. I mean, one day in the training camp last year, they were just lighting up the defense. There was just a timing and a rapport those guys had that was very, very unique. And, and that manifested itself. In those deep passes on Sundays last year, and and just it, it, it's just it's just not going to be the same as Jacoby was set. It's just not. It's just not. Andrew and Andrew and Ty had that good of a connection, and you're just not going to replicate that with Jacoby or with any other quarterback.
0: You know, I, I apologize because I can't remember if it was you or Stephen uh, Stephen Holder writing over at the Indianapolis sec- or the Indiana section for for the Athletic. Um, there was this great story about what's Andrew Luck doing while he's out, and it came like a week before you know, all this happened. And it was just like he's still doing the walkthroughs. He's like going very intensely in these walkthroughs. And he like he's he's using that to get his connection with these guys still.
1: Which I think yeah. spoke a
0: lot like about that connection that you're talking about. Like you read that and you're like, this is very intense stuff for walkthroughs.
1: Yeah. I mean they they it, and this isn't an exaggeration. This is a direct quote. Frank Reich said that we can treat the walkthroughs like a Super Bowl, like they're getting ready for a Super Bowl game. And they tried to mimic that intensity. Um and it also shows you how much luck was pouring into this team until the time he realized he wasn't going to be out there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this, this, this is, they, they were, you know, and another thing is Jacoby Brissett's had 1,200 first-team reps going back to the spring. He's taken everything, everything, in terms of real, live football reps, both in practice and in, in, in training camp, to get ready for this season. So this is not a guy that's being thrust into the first team for the first time. This is a guy that's been with the first team since April, and that matters. Believe me, that matters. Um, Zach,
0: I know you got to go. I just want to shout out your podcast real quick as part of the uh, the big, the big podcast boost we got going here. One uh, percent right, yeah. better.
1: One percent better. That's a Frank Reichism. He loves saying it. He said it, it doesn't matter what happens on Sunday. Let's just get one percent better today. Um, and we talked for fifty-seven minutes yesterday about the biggest story in the NFL that unfolded over the weekend at Lucas Oil Stadium. Andrew Luck retiring at the age of twenty-nine. A stunner for us. A stunner for the entire city. Um, but uh, Stephen and I reflected on a lot of scenes. We have witnessed over the years covering Andrew Luck that sort of led to the surreal scene that we saw Saturday night.
0: So that's a that's a beautiful compliment to this um, fantasy podcast, because, you know, we like we're not going to we didn't talk any Andrew Luck. There's no point right now talking Andrew Luck. But if you want to hear some good quality stuff on Andrew Luck, go check out that one.
1: Yeah. And and I don't want to toot our own horn, but I don't think anyone's covered him closer than we have and there's some real vulnerable moments that we've witnessed with him over the last couple of years that really really jumped to my mind when this all happened over the weekend.
0: Oh man, that uh that story where you uh again, I think I'm pretty sure this was you and not Steven this time at least was when you went through like everything that night the press conference and like, you know, the, hear the player, you know,
1: here's right. say yeah. over here
0: in the court. Like it was just so like just such a good story and like you're in that Thank room you. with him, man, and it was it was very cool.
1: It was real. It uh took me until about four 30 in the morning to finish that one on Saturday night. It was a surreal night of work, but I had to really, I felt like I had to capture that moment. Cause it was a big moment for this city and for this franchise. Oh, for, uh, for football. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's, you're right. It's it was crazy. unbelievable. Yeah. You show up and think you're writing about a preseason game and then boom, you know,
0: this is nuts. Um, so it must've been fun for you. So on that note, man, like, thank you so much for carving out some time for this. Um, I'm sure all the fantasy players out there are very appreciative of the, uh, the information. And, you know, if you're not running no, get Marlon Mack.
1: And, and believe me, like I, I've been, I mean, there's a lot of questions to ask about this team right now regarding fantasy. Like it, this changes everything. And so you gotta, you gotta start to wonder, we're, one, we're going to see how good this roster is. You know, regardless regardless with, without Andrew Luck and two, you know, how do you feel about Eric Ubron without Andrew Luck? And how do you feel about Marlon Mack without, you know, yeah, it's an absolutely um, it's a much needed podcast. I'll be honest. Well, 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 thank you for being a part
0: of it, then, man. Um, Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, so check out his podcast, One Percent Better, and uh, if you want to follow Zach on Twitter, it's Z K E E F E R. Um, I'd also strongly suggest going over to uh, any article he's written on the Colts. It's pretty easy to find. You pull down NFL, hit Colts, Uh, give him a follow. Give Stephen Holder a follow. Uh, It's it's really good, good stuff. Um, You know, as all we're tooting our own horn, whatever. Follow Zach on Twitter, Z Kiefer. And uh, and Zach, thanks so much for carving out the time, man. It is much much appreciated. Thank you so much for
1: having me.